Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we're convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks at greenvilleoaks.org and connect with us on social media. We would love it if you could rate and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. Good morning, Greenville Oaks. Oh, that was a little weak. Good morning, Greenville Oaks. Uh, we're waking up slow, but sure. Uh, I'm Steve Roseberry, one of the shepherds here, and it's my privilege this morning to introduce our speaker. Kevin and I have been friends for a while now. We met about 12 years ago when Greenville Oaks and Kevin and Mission Alive all partnered together with the intent of planting a church in north-central Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. And we've been sharing with them over the last 12 years. Some of you in the room have made that journey to Canada. Some of you have not met Kevin. So we have a wide spectrum of people in the audience today. Uh, but I wanted to tell you just a little bit about that and also remind you that we've got a mission contribution coming up the second Sunday in November. And that's the way we pay Kevin's salary, very honestly. Uh, that's the way we uh, continue our fellowship together with them. And we hope that you're praying and thinking about how you will uh, participate in that contribution. I believe that's on the 12th of November, if memory serves me correctly. But Kevin has been working in North Central Regina for these 12 years. North Central is a very interesting place. Primarily, he's working with the indigenous people of Canada in that area. That's an area that has been noted for poverty, gang activity, addictions, human trafficking, and in general, the disenfranchised people of Canada. We have really seen in many ways a generational intervention transpire in the work that we've been doing there. And I'm looking forward to hearing, as Kevin tells us, what God is up to there. As he tells us about transformation, as he tells us about people coming to Christ, as he tells us about lives being changed, and the evolution of what has occurred in the church in North Central Regina, Gentle Road Church of Christ. I want us to pray in just a moment over Kevin as he begins his conversation with you, but I also wanted to let you know that he's going to be out in the West Foyer at the, in the circle time, so if you'd like to come by and you haven't had a chance to meet him and want to meet him and visit with him for a couple of minutes, or if you know him and want to renew your conversation with him, uh, he will be available for you to have a brief conversation out in the West Foyer. So let's uh, pray together. And then we look forward to the stories that he's going to tell us about what God is doing there. Father, we're so grateful for the work that Kevin and Lisa Vance are doing in North Central Regina. We're grateful for your presence with them and the protection that you've provided for them over the years. God, we thank you that we as Greenville Oaks have had an opportunity to share with them in this ministry, as we have been touched by what we have seen transpire there. 
God, I pray that your blessings will be poured out upon him this morning as he takes us on a journey to hear the stories that come out of your work in North Central Regina. Thank you, Father, for blessing us with his presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. So I bring you greetings from Canada, eh? <laughs> from my igloo to yours. <laughs> I flew, uh, flew down uh, yesterday, uh, took the dog sled to the border and got a flight from, from there. So um, it's, it's really good to be with you. Although I'll, I'll have to be honest, I'm cold this morning. I don't know why. Uh, but it's good to be amongst your warm, your warm fellowship this morning. Um, I'm excited to share with you an update on our... Um, on our work in, in Regina. So we've been partnering together, Greenville Oaks with us uh, in Mission Alive the last 12 years. I'm joking with Steve, you know, 12 years a slave. Um, <laughs> but um, truly it has, been a, it has been a gift to us. And I wanna bring a thanksgiving to you from the, from the people of North Central Regina. Uh, back in 2007, so about 16 years ago, there was an article in our, our national uh, magazine called McLean's. There was an article called Canada, Canada's Worst Neighborhood, and it was about our community, North Central Regina. And so God began to put it on my heart for what was happening there back even then, and uh, sort of the pre-work. And uh, my wife and I moved into North Central Regina uh, 12 years ago, right at the time that we started to, to partner with you and, and begin the church uh, plant there. But I want to thank you for 12 years is a, is a long time to be devoted to one missionary uh, family. And so we are very grateful for uh, your partnership, your prayers. Uh, all of you have come up over the years to, to be with us for a, a mission trip. Um, truly, uh, we, are, we are blessed. And on behalf of the people of, of our community, I want to thank you for your investment. I, I believe... There's a lot of value in, in uh, some of you probably are in social work. There's a lot of value in, in the healthcare field and a number of people that all work with or uh, think plant a church, bring transforming power into people's lives and help uh, sort out their, their financial needs, their addiction, their uh, parenting, all of their issues through the lens of Jesus Christ and church. So, um, so thank you. And my, my wife is my passion here, um, but uh, for reason, her love and uh, end with some prayer requests. So, um, as I said, we moved into North Central Regina from the suburbs back in 2011 and um, with our family. And one of the things that we believe in is incarnational ministry, that we, just as Jesus moved into the neighborhood and came from heaven to earth and was incarnated as a human among the Jewish people, so also the gospel is incarnated through people who move into neighborhoods. And so that's, that's what we're doing one thing we believe in a lot and um, the way that new churches are started for new times of communities. Um, Steve mentioned Mission Alive um, and Mission Alive Canada. Um, Todd is the executive director of Mission Alive. Todd Vogt. Um, Todd, are you here this morning? Um, you might be in the next service. Anyways, so our vision is to plant churches across Canada amongst the poor um, and disenfranchised communities. Um, and so we're, we're working on that and prayerfully we'll have some, some traction on that in the next little bit. Um, but when you think of church planting, don't think of buildings, think of people. Um, we actually have a little, I have a joke at General Road, is that we, we have a swear jar for every time people call, when they say the church, when they talk about the building, they actually, I joke, but it's like put a dollar in the swear jar for swearing because <laughs> the church is the people, it's not the building. But anyways, um, so 
a quick update. So two years ago, before this, we were meeting in different places. And two years ago, we moved into this building. It's an old Anglican or Episcopal building that's no longer in use. And so we moved in and we leased this building. And so this is where we began uh, two years ago in, uh, I guess, maybe the second chapter of our lives. Um, it was an old, it's over 100 years old and had lots of graffiti and didn't look very nice. So we painted up the outside to make it look like tell the community, hey, we're, doing, we're moving in, we're doing something new here, God is on the move, and so this is what it looks like now. So, um, yeah, so God has blessed us over the last two years. Um, fall of 2021, we were averaging 29 people, and then I grew last year to, I think, 53, and now this year um, uh, we're averaging about 65. So our Sunday gathering has been growing, and God has been bringing new people to us. And so it's interesting that facilities facilitate interestingly. And so um, before this, we didn't have a building. People would say, where are you? Um, when, when I would introduce myself and say, I'm a church planter in North Central Regina. And they would say, well, where are you? Meaning, where's your church building? And I, so on my mischievous days, I would say, well, we are, we are everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> Meaning we are the people everywhere in the community, but we are nowhere in terms of a building. That, that's helpful to get started, but it's not helpful for long-term growth. And anyway, so we, um, uh, we've been blessed to be in this building. And I should say as well, um, whoops, I guess back up is the other button here. All right. So um, as part of this growth, God has also brought us some leaders. We have several families. I don't have pictures of them, but God has brought us a number of other leaders to, to help in the work. And so um, we're, we're excited about that. I would say our church is kind of growing up, went through a, a birth, we went through a uh, childhood, adolescence, and now we're starting to move, I think, into adulthood as a church with leaders and, um, and, um, and lots of growth and good things happening. So anyway, so um, how is God at work in, at General Road? What do we do? So here's, here's some of the opportunities that we have to serve. So one of the things we do is we beautify the neighborhood. In the inner city, typically, there's a lot of graffiti. A lot of it is gang activity. Gangs are marking their territory with, with graffiti. They mark garages, anywhere they can, you know, tag uh, space. So uh, one of the things we do is beautify the neighborhood with bigger murals, but also garages. Garage doors get tagged a lot. So, um, and we, we engage our, our youth. Um, and that's one of the fun things about it is that the youth get involved in doing so. This is one of the murals we did just across the alley from our building. Um, another thing that we do is we make 200 lunches uh, for the street every month. And this is an important thing because we, we actually engage, as you can see here, a lot of the youth. Um, and some of, we also engage the community. So this is a family from the community, a couple of kids. Their names are uh, Thunder Sky, is the girl on the left, and Joshy is the boy on the right. But these kids are like seven, six, five years old. So uh, getting little kids involved. And I like this because it's, it's, there's a difference between relief and development. Relief is just handing out lunches. But development is helping the community to be a part of that. And um, so we make lunches and we don't just hand them out at the door. We go out to the street, we go out to where the homeless are and we invite, uh, offer to pray with them. And so that's always a very meaningful time. Um, and so we do this once a month at the point of the month where the food security is the lowest. In other words, people running out of food, they, you know, they get their welfare check and so on. So right before their check comes in is when there's the least amount of food. So we do it right at that point. So. Um, um, we also support at-risk youth. One of the prayer requests I have is that you would pray um, 
just in the last, about a month ago, we had three or four teenage girls who were uh, struggling with uh, suicidal thoughts, and a couple of them landed in the hospital. Um, and so um, I just ask you to pray for them as uh, it's, not, it's not easy to be a, a teenager these days, and um, especially for girls. And this little device here has created... Uh, since 2000, I believe it's about 2010, when the first phone was created with the camera that was self-facing. And pe people could take selfies and post them and immediately get social feedback about what they look like. And, and I know that girls especially uh, struggle with, with this. The feedback they get, it may not be as positive. They may not get as many likes as their friends. Some people actually pay. Some families pay to have portraits taken of their, of their kids so they can upload professional photographs. So the amount of social pressure has magnified now as a result of this. So, so anyways, prayers for these girls, um, people that we love. And I'm just looking at this picture. I don't know if any of the girls are in this particular picture, but um, it's just heartbreaking to, to see some of God's beautiful daughters um, really struggling in this way. Um, we help people move. This is kind of a funny story. Um, these two kids, their mom, single mom uh, would come with her kids, and uh, they've moved away from Regina, but we, we, we don't like to help people move away, but <laughs> we help, like to help people move. So one of the things we do, here they're kind of attacking me. <clears throat> no dad in the picture. One of the, one of the challenges of the inner city is that fatherlessness, uh, the fathers that aren't involved with their kids' lives. And so we're kind of, uh, uh, the Cree word, the, the, where we live, the indigenous people are mostly Cree. And uh, so the Cree word for grandpa is musham. So I'm kind of like a musham or a dad to, to a lot of the kids. And so that's a really special thing. Um, so, <clears throat> um, and also, we don't do this a lot, but uh, we wash one another's feet. This is uh, Nick. He's one of our leaders. Nick is uh, an indigenous man. And he and I washed each other's feet as a, as a symbol of reconciliation between indigenous people and uh, white people. And so that's part of what we try to embody and symbolize is that God loves us and we are here to serve each other. Um, <clears throat> We teach the Bible and help them follow Jesus. This is our middle school uh, youth group, and we have uh, Bibles. We open them, the Action Bible. I love teaching the kids about the gospel and about Jesus and what difference that makes. And um, so this is a group of girls that I was teaching a few, few months ago. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the people of Gentle Road, this is my favorite part. Um, a, few, a few slides. So uh, Sharon Morasti. She's a Cree uh, woman, part of our church. <clears throat> Sharon is from the Flying Dust First Nation. In Saskatchewan, we have 76 First Nations, uh, what you would call American, uh, American Indians, uh, reservations, 76 of them in our province. Sharon's from Flying Dust. Love that name. Anyway, Sharon said before, uh, she, she said before, she said, I would like to come down with you sometime. She said, they've probably never seen a Cree person. And I know you probably have, like, I don't know what tribes you have around here, uh, but, yeah, Cree people are more from the north. So, anyway, it's really cute. So, greetings from 
a lot of our, our friends in, in Regina. Um, <clears throat> what I want to show you next, though, is we've had 12 baptisms this year. And, uh, and so I want to introduce you to these people so you, and invite you to be uh, praying for them. I am going to create on our Facebook page, we don't have a web page, so on our Facebook page I'm going to create a, an, a photo album of these people. So if you would like to pray for them, you can kind of look at them and pray over them as you, you look at that. But, um, so these two people were baptized just last month. JD is in the middle. Um, JD's in his mid-20s, and Shelly is a friend of their family. Um, Shelly is uh, a single mom with several uh, daughters. Um, Emily. Emily is 10. So I'm glad the kids are in here, right, today? Yeah. So I'm glad you're here because you can see Emily's 10 years old, and she just got baptized. She's kind of half raised by her mom and dad, but also half by her grandma, and her grandma, uh, we met them in the spring, and her grandma told me that her uh, two or three of her grandkids uh, died in the last couple years by suicide. And so um, it was just, it was both heartbreaking to hear that, but also heartwarming to hear how they connected with our church family and how God led them to us and uh, what God is doing. So Emily, her granddaughter, got baptized um, uh, in September as well. So if you could pray for Emily. Um, this is Taryn. Taryn isn't from Regina. He's from a, a reserve about two hours away called White Bear. Um, Taryn is a, was a drug dealer. And before he got baptized, um, actually one of the things that kind of drove him to Christ, you know, one of the, one of the problems of people that come to Christ, if they've been involved in prostitution or in, in gangs or in in drug, drug dealing, you can make a lot of money in those, those industries. And so you give up a lot of, of, of money when you, when you become a Christian. Uh, but one of the things that drove him to become a Christian was his daughter uh, overdosed and passed away. And uh, that was sort of like the wake-up call that God used for him to change his life. Before Taryn got baptized, he flushed five grams of cocaine down the toilet um, as a symbol of his changed life. He was no longer going to make money uh, and control people through drugs and dealing drugs. Um, and so that's, I don't know, down here, but up in Canada, that's a street value of over $1,000, flushing five grams of cocaine down, down the toilet. So um, that's Taryn. This uh, woman here on your left, second from the end, is Larissa. Larissa, um, beautiful story. Uh, a couple years ago, cleaned up her life and got her kids back out of care. Um, a lot of children are in care, uh, being apprehended by social services. And by the way, if any of you work in that field, God bless you. That is a difficult, difficult field. But anyways, so Larissa got her kids back and got baptized this year. And uh, there's actually in this picture four generations of their family. So that's a beautiful thing. Um, this is Lisa Muir, our neighbor. She lives about five houses down the street from us. Um, and this is Talina, Talina Pelsier. She's an um, Indigenous girl. Um, by the way, I didn't say this, but our church is about 60% Indigenous. Uh, Talina and her sister there got baptized in August. Now, this family, this is Michael. Michael is uh, in sixth grade. And um, his mom, Michelle... 
and then his cousin, Jeremy. Jeremy's in seventh grade. Uh, Jeremy has personality plus. Um, that's a picture of him on the, on the right uh, when we were at camp in August. And um, this is Michelle's sister, Cheyenne. So these four people all got baptized. A beautiful story. Uh, some of the ladies have been in jail and other things, um, recovering from addictions. But, but they are all related to this family. Um, the lady on the left, uh, Doreen, is the same lady in the picture on the right, Doreen and Vance. I'm going to tell you this story real quick. Um, so it's through Doreen and Vance that these other four have come to Christ. Uh, Doreen is a cookum. That's the Cree word for grandma, cookum. And um, she went to a funeral a few years ago. This is her grandson, Vance. And uh, Vance has a great name. I t- always tell him he's my favorite youth group member because that's my last name. But anyways, so Vance, um, she went to a funeral several years ago. Vance is 15 now. So this is about 10 years ago. Vance was four or five years old. And Vance was going to be apprehended by child, um, child and family services and into, this, into the system. Um, there was no family member um, that could raise Vance. His parents were both alcoholics. Um, so this was all, she went to the funeral, uh, had never met Vance, and, and she's not actually his grandma, she's kind of what we would call a great auntie, um, a great auntie. Um, but in their culture, everybody that's a great auntie or great uncle is a cookum and a mushum. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, she gets to this funeral, she's never met Vance, um, doesn't know the story, she gets there, and it turns out she's the only one in the whole extended family that's, that, that is capable to, to take him and, you know, raise him. So she took Vance and his sister and has been raising him for the last 10 years, but his sister was too wild, and, and, uh, and so he, she ended up giving her, her back. But um, it's through Doreen and Vance that their relatives, the four that I just showed you, all have come to Christ. And such a beautiful story. Doreen... Um, Doreen was an, used to be an alcoholic. She's been a Christian now for many years, um, clean and sober and very prayerful, very godly woman, and she has a strong drive. She wants her kids, she wants her grandkids to get an education. She wants them to be clean and sober. She wants them to be Christians. She prays for her family, she, like her extended. When, when, when Indigenous people say family, they mean half the reserve. <laughs> um, and she's praying for her family, and so it's through her influence and Vance's influence that these, um, her family's come to Christ. And so it's just a beautiful story. But there's so many people like that, um, that uh, kids that are being apprehended. I have, there's a family I want to tell you about real quick. I'm supposed to be done in two minutes. Or wait, was it noon? <laughs> just kidding. Um, there's a family I don't have a slide of them, but they have several kids. Um, the dad passed away a year ago, overdosed, or not, not a year ago, in the past year. And uh, the mom is a fentanyl addict. And she told me herself, she said, I've, I've overdosed seven times, and once in front of the kids. And the kids have all been apprehended. The day before, in August, the day before we were going to go to camp, we had four, the four oldest kids were going to come to camp with us. So the day before camp, I rush over there. I'm like, I'm trying to insert myself a little bit so the kids can still come to camp, even though they're getting apprehended. So I worked that out with a social worker. And 
they were able to come to camp, but I still didn't have the permission forms for mom, uh, who had the forms for several weeks. So I go back Sunday night at 10.30. We're leaving for camp the next morning. Sunday night at 10.30, I go over to her house and I say, Mom, I said, I got these forms signed. So I, I, we found the forms. They were blank. I, I started filling out, okay, what's oldest daughter's information? And she signs. It's all four kids. She signs, signs, signs. To be able to come to camp because their life is just chaos. Yeah. The kids have no dad and no mom. So I just... I want to thank you guys because you make it possible for us to do this. And um, it's so unfair. I mean, these are kids that, through no fault of their own, have lost their dad and are losing their mom. And that's just one story. There's so many stories like that. I just thank you guys for, for what you do, your partnership with us, and I, I need to pray. <laughs> but God... Thank you so much. We've sung this morning that you are a good, good father. And Father, this life sometimes doesn't, doesn't feel much like that. There's so much hardship and pain and suffering. So much sin. So many burdens, Lord. And I just thank you this morning that you have not left us alone. I thank you for this church, for this family of people who invest in your kingdom, who care about the lost and the broken and the poor, who are, in fact, the hands and feet and the heart of Jesus, and who are such an important part of our work in in Regina. Father, I pray that you cause this church to flourish, for it to grow in numbers, Lord, but more than that, to grow in heart and soul, in mission, in love for their neighbors. Lord, thank you so much for their love for Regina, but also, Lord, for Alan and McKinney and Plano and all the communities that they represent here. Father, that they would see and feel the heart that you have for those who are far from you. Father, bless this church. Cause them to flourish financially in their staff. Lord, cause them to flourish in their homes, their marriages. Father, your word says that marriage should be honored by all. And so, Lord, cause their marriages to be strong and bound together by covenant and eternal love. Cause their parenting to be beautiful. Cause their leaders to be prayerful. Lord, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray this prayer in the holy and beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the message from the Greenville Oaks message broadcast. We hope this message enriched your life and can help you inspire others to follow Jesus. Because we honestly believe following Him is the best way of life possible. Be sure to connect with us online on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.